0: Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll discuss the upcoming election on November 4th when voters will use the new county voting machines and be required to have a photo ID. And with us to discuss that and more is Cameron Quinn, the General Registrar for the Fairfax County Office of Elections. She's a former Virginia Secretary of the State Board of Elections. And while there, her agency received the Grace Hopper Award for its online voter services, some of which were first in the nation. Quinn has also served as special counsel for voting matters at the Department of Justice and as a senior policy advisor for the Federal Voting Assistance Program at the Department of Defense, worked on inter- international election projects in countries like uh, Peru, Armenia, Azerbaijan. I'm glad I can pronounce that, Mexico, Puerto Rico, uh, an adjunct law professor at George Mason University, earned a degree at the University of Florida, both a law degree and master's degree. I'm exhausted, Cameron. You make me tired. All this uh, stuff you've done here in your career, which is con- continuing going on strong.
1: It helps me to be a better registrar Ooh. here for Fairfax County.
0: Man, I'm telling you, awesome credentials and, and awesome to have you on uh, Fairfax 50 Plus. Uh, talking about a, a busy time in the year for you guys, so thanks for uh, for, for carving some time out. Um, we mentioned November 4th election coming up, so let's kind of start with that. Um, what's on the ballot, I guess? <laughs> you know why, why should folks care why about November 4th?
1: Folks may want to care because we have a couple of key races this year. We have okay. the United States Senate race. Um, that uh, will be on the ballot along with a congressional seat. And depending on where you are in Fairfax County, you may be voting in the 8th, the 10th, or the 11th congressional district. In addition, we have a state constitutional amendment and a local bond issue, a local transportation bond issue.
0: Okay, so a lot of, a lot of uh, important uh, things on the ballot Absolutely. A- and it's not that we 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 vote early and often but we vote often <laughs> <laughs> absolutely There's like election almost every year or every year
1: um, there is an election there are three elections every year wow. including the uh, town elections in May the June primaries and the November elections and this year so far we've also had two special elections and we expect one more uh, since the 10th congressional district candidates um, Two of them are office holders, and it is likely that one of the two of them will be elected.
0: Wow. So just another day at the office for the Office of Elections, uh, just, oh, yeah. you know, ongoing Slow more year. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that, that you and your staff do? What kind of responsibilities does the office elections have?
1: On a year-round basis, we're responsible for trying to help keep voters registered, properly registered. And I would remind people that their current address is the one at which they need to be registered. And please hmm. don't just... Think about registration, but think about updating registration with the registration deadline. Um, In addition, we are responsible for absentee voting, uh, both the in-person absentee, which we do in the fall at seven locations across the county, along with the uh, county government center. Um, And we're also responsible for the voting equipment. We're responsible for election day operations, finding polling places. Mm. It it sounds like there's not much we do the rest of the year, but we really stay very busy (laughs)
0: Well, there's, there's deadlines for, for different things, and, and so, yeah, I mean, are there certain deadlines? We're, we're recording this in, in early October. Are there certain deadlines that you could throw out? That Absolutely.
1: Are Key deadline coming up first registration deadline. And again, that's a deadline for both registering to vote if you aren't registered, but also for updating your registration. And it's very important to update your registration because, in some cases, if you didn't update it, you may not be able to vote this mm-hmm. fall. And so we want to urge everybody to make sure their registration is up to date by Tuesday the 14th at 5 p.m. If someone has a DMV number and a computer, they can actually do it online until 1159 that night, but otherwise they're stuck with a 5 p.m. deadline Mm -hmm. or a postmark of Tuesday the 14th. Mm -hmm.
0: I know I'll probably ask you at the end to give out some resources, a phone number, email address, that kind of thing. So hold me to that. Don't let me forget that so if folks have questions. A
1: couple more key deadlines. The deadline for being able to apply to vote absentee by mail is Tuesday, the 28th of October at 5 p.m. And again, must be in hand, uh, that particular deadline. Uh, And then, of course, the deadline for returning of absentee ballots is Election Day at 7 p.m. And those are important deadlines. We really want to make sure people know about them. The last day for in-person absentee voting is Saturday, the 1st of November. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And if anybody has any questions, can't remember these dates, needs help, we're going to give a, a phone number, email address, and, and, and your office can can assist. Now, um, a couple of things we want to talk about are there are new voting machines this year for Fairfax County. Is that true?
1: That is true. We've got new voting machines. All right. Many, many voters won't see a big difference in Mm. their voting experience because we've been using what's called optically scanned ballots, a paper-based ballot that you fill in the ovals Mm -hmm. that gets scanned and read by a machine. Our new version of that is actually a digital scan, uh, but it will feel very similar to the average voter. The difference in the new voting technology really is for the, um, the option for people that may need assistance, uh, people who are blind, people who have some vision problems, um, people who may need an audio ballot or a Zoom feature. Um, and our ADA equipment has changed from what was considered to be a touch screen direct record electronic machine that captured the vote but didn't create paper to something called a ballot marking device. It looks significantly different, and among other things, it actually creates a ballot for those votes so that their ballots also get put into the same digital scanner and counted with everybody else's. The sort of most important part of that feature is when we have a close race. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a recount, there actually is a paper ballot for every vote.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm a creature of habit, you know, I guess, and, and I'm sure there's folks like me, uh, you know, you say, well, there's going to be a new voting machine. I'm, I might get a little antsy. I'm, is there an opportunity for me maybe to check out one of these machines before I go to the poll?
1: Absolutely. Many okay. dozens of them. Oh. We actually, uh, in addition to um, our office, uh, we have at least uh, six dozen places across the county that have already been uh opportunities or will be between now and election day a lot of the libraries uh rec centers um, the government district offices uh along with some of the senior centers some retirement communities um, there's a robust schedule and i encourage people either to either call us and ask or they can look online for right. that schedule awesome
0: awesome okay so you know in addition to you know four five six elections during the year and new voting machines Let's have a new photo ID requirement as well, right? So there's there's something new this year. Photo ID requirement. Uh, you know, the broad, open-ended question. Tell me a little bit about that. Are there certain types of photo IDs that I I can use or have to use that that type
1: of thing? Yeah. And some people are going to say, "Well, I thought there was already an ID requirement." Yeah, and yeah. the answer is, there has been an ID requirement. The difference is, it's now a photo ID requirement, and only certain specified photo identification is going to be acceptable under the new law. Um, the obvious, the one that most people have, a driver's license or, or a DMV photo ID card, um, most of the population has, but in addition any other government issued ID, such as a military ID, a passport, uh, a, a federal employee ID, a local government employee ID, things that are issued by governments as identification will be acceptable. Additionally, for um, fewer of this particular audience, but perhaps some, student identification from any Virginia Institute of Higher Education um, is an acceptable form of ID. Okay. As well, we have uh, employer-issued ID in the ordinary course of business.
0: Right. That doesn't sound like then maybe a lot of folks would not have an ID. I mean, is there a way to, to estimate or guesstimate how many folks might need a photo ID?
1: The only reasonable estimate that we have is that the maximum probably is somewhere around 13,000 in in Fairfax County. Hmm. Don't. And that estimate is based on matching the voter registration list with the DMV list. But that's probably, again, a maximum because the odds are in this area, somebody already has a passport or a federal ID of some sort, whether it's a military ID or, or a a federal employee ID or something of the sort.
0: And you've got to have that, that photo ID with you when you go to vote. So if you, you do. don't have your driver a driver's license and maybe you're not at work and don't have your your county badge, your federal badge or whatever, you have to make sure you bring something with you.
1: You do. There okay. is a little bit of an opportunity after you vote provisionally in such circumstances to get it to us Um, But it's so much easier for you and everybody else if you bring it with you Mm -hmm, in the first place. mm -hmm. I do need to mention, and this is a very important thing for some of your audience, it must be a valid driver's license or a valid passport, and if it's not, it can only have expired within the last 365 days.
0: Okay, so within a year.
1: Within a year. That makes it a little trickier for some of our older population who still have those driver's licenses but they've expired.
0: Right. Maybe don't drive themselves anymore. Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. Good point.
1: And we have a solution for all okay, of those. Okay. Tell me more, tell me more. We can provide a free identification for voting purposes for oh. all of those folks.
0: Okay. How does that how does that work?
1: They they come to either our office or any one of a number of our locations where we're doing some of this roadshow. And if uh, they can either go on our website or call us and we can tell them where the the next most convenient places are for them. Um, and get that photo identification Hmm. issued. Um, We will also have the equipment to do photo identification at all of our satellite absentee voting locations. Um, So for the next two Saturdays, uh, before we start in-person permanently on Tuesday the 14th of October, um, but from the 14th of October on through November 1st, other than Sundays, uh, there are local opportunities across the county to get it
0: as well. Wow. Wow. Okay. We're talking with Cameron Quinn, the general registrar for the Fairfax County Office of Elections, and uh, been talking about the November 4th upcoming election, the um, new voting machines, the photo ID requirements, a lot of stuff going on. And we'll give you the, uh, the pen and paper alert right now to go ahead and get uh, something to write down because we're going to be uh, passing along some phone numbers and email addresses and all that kind of good stuff to answer a lot of the questions here coming up. But Cameron, as we continue um, with the photo ID, the new voting machines, that type of thing, how, how, are, how are you in your office getting the word out to the residents about all these these changes and these new things? Are you, are you doing some kind of outreach?
1: Absolutely, we're doing quite a bit of outreach. Um, in terms of events, we're doing outreach events, as I said, at, at many public libraries, district government offices, Um, senior centers retirement centers Um, and we're also trying to make sure we get the word out through all sorts of things such as this podcast uh, county publications we actually had a story in the washington post about photo id the other day that we hope help get the word out Mm -hmm. radio stations we've been Mm -hmm. doing a tremendous amount of outreach and we're hoping that it will get to all the people that need to hear it right we would certainly encourage people who know about this to make sure their friends and family know.
0: I was going to say, neighbors talking to neighbors, spreading the word in the community at homeowners' meetings, that kind of thing. Just, you know, hey, did you hear about the photo ID requirement? You know, exactly. that kind of thing. Okay.
1: And as you know, the county has a lot of social media outlets now and is very good at trying to get this information mm-hmm. out. And we continue to try and push that out as people are paying attention.
0: Okay. Now, I understand you can vote with an absentee ballot if you're either ill or disabled and you can't get out to vote or if you're a caregiver of somebody who's ill. Is that, is that correct?
1: The, anyone who is able to vote absentee by mail, and there's a very long list of acceptable reasons that mm-hmm. do include being temporary or permanently disabled, and caregivers uh, for people who are disabled are eligible to vote absentee by mail. And if you're voting absentee by mail, you do not need that photo ID. So I would certainly say to anybody who's got a bedridden mother, don't cart her out to go get that photo ID because she doesn't need to have mm-hmm. it in order to vote, right. and we want to make sure that we don't uh, disrupt people more than they sure. have to as well.
0: Okay. Now, um, what about uh, at the polling places themselves, accommodations uh, for voters uh, with with a disability of some type? What what about accommodations at polling places?
1: Well, as we mentioned, we do have the the new voting machine Mm -hmm. uh, for people that may, for example, be blind and want to use the audio feature or who may want to use the Zoom feature. Um, In addition, for voters who are disabled and unable to get inside the polling place on Election Day but want to participate on Election Day, We have curbside voting. This is a fairly um, narrow uh, opportunity, but for people who are over the age of 65 who are disabled um, it is an opportunity that is available to them mm-hmm. and if people have questions about it like everything else they can look at the website sure. or we encourage them to call us sure. and, and discuss it with okay.
0: us well i think that's a, a perfect opportunity to uh... you know sound the pen and paper alert again or or tablet or however you write down uh, important information to get ready for s- some phone numbers and email addresses websites and that kind of thing because We've, we've talked a, uh, about a lot. We've talked about the election, the, the photo ID, new voting machines, uh, all different kind of things like that. So folks may have additional questions. Hopefully they have additional questions and you have uh, resources to provide. So can you uh, give us the, the phone numbers, email addresses, websites, et cetera?
1: I'm going to give people just another minute to do that, and I'm going to make one plea mm-hmm. uh, to our over 50 crowd. If, if folks have the time and are looking for some way to give back to the community, we very much still need election officers. Always for November elections, we're looking for election officers who would serve hopefully for the full day or at least for a half a day. We, we don't have anything more than a split shift, but if people can serve for the whole day, they would be showing up 5 a.m. and leaving after the polls close and the shutdown is finished at that particular polling place, usually around eight o'clock or so. Um, and we do training ahead of time so that people feel like they know what they're doing, get a chance to touch that new equipment, and make sure they're confident about how they're helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I and would actually get paid too, and actually get paid too. They don't have to get paid; they can be a volunteer. Right. But if they would like it, we pay one hundred and seventy-five dollars for the day, mm-hmm. which is not bad money right, actually. Right. So okay, good. Deal. Um, in terms of key dates and uh, and key phone numbers. Uh, Number one, again, October 14th is the deadline for voter registration. October 28th is the deadline to apply by mail for an absentee ballot. Um, And November 4th at 7 o'clock, when the polls close, is the deadline for getting us any return ballots. Um, Phone number is 703-222-0776. Again, 703-222-0776 then the website is www.fairfaxcounty.gov elections. And everything people need to find should be there. Right. And if it's not, they can call us. One of the nice things about our phone number now is in addition to getting live people during the time the office is open, we have a 24-7 interactive voice response system. And you can actually confirm your voter registration and address and your polling place through that interactive response system. So you can call us on Sunday at 2 a.m. Right. And, uh, and actually sort of double-check that. That's
0: nice. I don't have to try to squeeze it into my work schedule to, to give you a call. I can exactly. do that anytime convenient to me.
1: However, if you really want to talk to somebody live, you can get to them from that system right. as well.
0: Awesome. So. Okay. Uh, 30 seconds. Final thoughts. Anything you want to make sure our 50-plus our, our listeners are aware of or uh, take action on for this voting season?
1: Uh, The important thing is to make sure you're registered at the right address before the 14th of October and uh, make sure you have a clue uh, before Election Day how you're going to vote so that when you show up on Election Day, you can do it quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure you bring some form of identification with a photo. um, And if you don't have it, to to try and come get it ahead of time. Um, But if all else fails, show up and vote a provisional ballot, and we'll give you the the, uh, directions for how to make it count.
0: Awesome info. That is, unfortunately, all the time we've got for this edition of Fairfax 50+. Plus. But I uh, want to thank you for listening, and also, also th- thanks to our guest, Cameron Quinn, the General Registrar for Fairfax County's Office of Elections. With uh, good information, Cameron, thanks again. Thank you. To find out more about voting in Fairfax County on the Office of Elections, again, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash elections or call 703-222-0776, TTY 711, Monday through Friday. And for information on county services and recreation for older adults, go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. Telephone number there is 703-324-7948. Again, the TTY is 711. Thanks for listening to Fairfax 50+. Plus produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County Virginia government.